Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Uh, I mean, it's that time of year where the episode's going to be brought to you by a mole. Oh, a lovely, uh, lovely mulled wine. lovely mulled wine. Mm. Uh, but also by uh, the uh, Coconut Haystack. Coconut Haystack, the granny classic. The granny classic. Yeah. I don't think I've had one in about 20 years. Mm. Is, uh, but they're amazing, and I'm going to have them all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like they're, they're really good. So I made I made a load yesterday. Um, I made nine, and what I did is I did three with their cardamom sprinkled on top. Yeah. Three with nutmeg and three with a little drop of vanilla essence on the top of each of them. So you got like varying mixes. Oh, there and you go. You're really going all out. I know. I was just like, oh, coconut haystacks. You know I what? Don't I, think, I don't think my gran would have let cardamom anywhere near a coconut haystack oh, no 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 well the great thing about the coconut haystack is you can leave it in some tupperware probably for a good few weeks if you come <laughs> back to it eat it because none of the ingredients can go off well they're already stale versions of the things <laughs> exactly. they are it's Just desiccated coconut and condensed milk it's already Easy. gone yeah so you know that that they're, they're, that's some good nuclear food right there. Like, like they are brilliant. I think they're more resilient than um, a Twinkie. So there you go. There's some apocalypse advice uh, for these trying times. Yep. Like if it all goes to pot, it's just coconut, coconut haystacks. 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 I mean, there's enough calories in one to keep you going for a week, I think. I do feel <laughs> steeled. Jazzed. <laughs> Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. And I'm full of festive joy. Full of festive joy, are you? Well, I mean, mulled wine and coconut haystacks. It's pretty much what you got. It's a good start. I think so, yeah. Uh, So this is going to be our last uh, regular type episode of the year, and indeed the uh, the season. Yeah. Um, It's come around quick, hasn't it? Next next week will be uh, our sort of roundup, where we get to sort of wreck on some things and iron out some kinks. (laughs) Uh, to make our lives just slightly easier for the yeah. next season, which should see us powering into the 60s. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, but uh, for now, uh, we're just going down the regular regular path. Uh, yeah. That being, what happened last week? Uh, well, I mean, when you say last week... Last week? Okay, yeah, classic last week. Um, <laughs> yeah, three so weeks ago, okay? Three, good three weeks ago. It's yeah. the classic lockdown week. Yeah. Every one week is the equivalent of three actual weeks. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, we had Daffy going into space and going beyond his ability to download himself, I believe. Yeah, so I think we settled on uh, why duck that dodgers and... Week. Was it not? Nah. Jesus Christ. I it's mean, been a long while. Like that, we recorded a few to get us through lockdown, and uh, yeah, like that. That was, I mean, that that was only the episode before last week's episode. Um, but last week we had uh, Foghorn um, with his uh, Rhode Island Red mate. Oh yeah, his 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 bullshit mate from school. Yeah, yeah, we had that. Uh, we also had uh, the dickhead that is Sylvester Junior and uh, Hippity Hopper tormenting uh, their father. And Sylvester went back to the. The house where it all began. He did. Yeah, where is where I think that was the first time we saw him actually definitely lose one of his lives. Yes, 
Yeah. He went there with Porky Pig back in the day and he got spooked by some mouse cultists yeah. in the basement. Well, that, that, that was where we decided that um, basically like, kind of where his mission started was to, like, like, to try and uh, like seek, seek out this cult and put a stop to it. Yeah, it only later became, uh, well, he found out it was to do with Tweety, Tweety, yeah, Tweety exactly, Prime yeah. uh, and, and his sort of day-to-day uh, he was just one of these hapless changed. investigators from a like HP Lovecraft novel. Exactly. It's just, just like, stumbled across some cultists and died. Uh, and then there was a Edward Norton, Edward Norton was in number, um, but I can't remember really what that was about. It was it was oh it was the um the odd couple, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I had Ralph Cramden in. Yeah. Oh, um, yes, Ralph Cramden and Ed Norton. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, there was there was that, but. I, I I don't think we actually got a lot from that episode. No, um, I don't think so. Um, not really. I mean, Sylvester went back to the house where it all began, which is a nice sort of place uh, for Sylvester's story to sort of uh, come to an end for yeah. the season. Um, but yeah, I do think the previous uh, episode where we discovered about Daffy is going to be more relevant to us today because we've got some uh, some classic characters. Yes, yeah, uh, we back do. In the mix uh, and all together because. Um, uh, it's a it's a big week of this one actually. It's a big week for hopefully just bringing everything back together because it's also a lot of the the disparate worlds that have finally been linked together, however yeah. tenuously. We're now seeing combinations of characters we that are. we didn't really see before. Uh, Elmer Fudd and Sylvester is a is an odd combination. We'll have some of that later. Um, <coughs> we've got Bugs, Daffy, Elmer, and Yosemite Sam in the same episode, now, and we're also. Gonna have the Shropshire Slasher. Oh, he's a classic, the Shropshire Slasher. But what I find really weird about that is that yeah, that 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 sounds like a very British ah right now situation. you see uh, what we've got here right is that that's going to be a Daffy Duck and Porty Pig one. Now when we've seen them together before, I remember the real early days yeah. where Daffy was the doctor in a hospital. Mm. Um, I mean that was pretty Shropshire, Shropshire Slasher right there, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, because he was part of the Pig Brother program. Exactly, uh, which uh, later he's took in a more Orwellian direction. Yeah. Uh, what, what's what's interesting though is the first episode that we have today. If you look at the end here, it sees uh, reused animation from Rabbit Fire, at, uh, Sandy Claws, and Hairlift. Now, Sandy Claws, that sounds Christmassy, but it I does sound think, Christmas. Yeah, I don't think, I it, don't was, think it is. I, 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 don't think I, it I have a recollection that Sandy Claws had nothing Christmassy to do. Yeah, with it but at all. It, but it happened to be around the Christmassy time, and we were like, ah, no. Well, I think we should just jump in. The other interesting thing I've noticed on this one is a lot, a lot of animation credits. Um, yeah. So I'm wondering if there's going to be some interesting stuff in here. So let's just <laughs> jump right in for the week uh, with uh, a veritable smorgasbord of classic characters. Uh, it's called A Star Is Bored. Uh, and it's a Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Elmer Fudd, Yosemite Sam, and Lolly number. Classic. From September 15th, 1956. Okay, so an interesting scenario because they're all definitely working in the movie industry together. Yes. Like they they all know each other. Yeah. I mean, we we know they all know each other, but like this is first time, certainly a long time, we've seen them just very much acknowledging each other as people and not just sort of pretending like they just met. Yeah, so like it it was them on the set um of something Bugs was doing. Uh Daffy was just a cleaner. 
Yeah, but Daffy has had his ups and downs in the movie industry he really for a long has, time because yeah. he's he's been a, he's 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 been up to director yep. standing at some points, but uh, but I guess that's why he's so bitter in this that Bugs gets to be the star. Yeah, and he's sweeping up. He's sweeping up, but he ends up as Bugs's double. Yeah, in this, um, which I thought was, I mean, yeah, fair enough. Like it, it's just a way of him getting shot up and various different bits, but. I'm not really sure what to make of this episode. I don't really know. Well, I was wondering, because they, the three of them, yeah, Daffy, Bugs, and Elmer, have all met and have all um, sort of, in their own different ways, been working towards being Space Jam fit. Yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if, knowing that they're going to have to go on and work missions yeah. and things, they are creating some cover for themselves because if people if they're suddenly not around if they're suddenly not uh, in our world in 1956 yeah, yeah. if they're suddenly not on in the cinema anymore yeah it's just like where's bugs and daffy and Noah? so so i'm wondering if like when we've got to be locked in our houses yeah uh we have to create a buffer of episodes right okay so, so they've got to create a buffer because they've got some missions to go on. Yeah. Now, nah, see that, that 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 makes a lot of sense, and I like because Yosemite was in it, but he was only in it briefly. Because I think he's going to be hard, a hard one to kind of tie down. Yeah. Which is maybe why we end up seeing some of the um, some of the bigger names like Yosemite coupled with some like just random characters because they're the ones that are available at the time. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Yosemite Sam's a weird one. He's the weirdest addition to this sort of unit. He's yeah. only in it briefly, but. It's really the first time we've seen him and Bugs literally just working together. Yes. It's pretty much always Bugs just tormenting him through time. I'm wondering whether or not um, the agency's got something on him. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we also normally see Yosemite Sam in scenarios that are like several hundred years ago. Yes. So there, we, there is a big gap in our Yosemite Sam arc. So you might actually between, just between, be working for the agency. Between like now. the probably the late 1800s and yeah. uh 1956 so a lot could have happened in that time would be interesting to see the the turning point for him wouldn't it it would we need to we need some more yosemite sam episodes that are more modern post well, post western yes yeah yeah um modern era. as in 1950s sort yeah, of 1900s <laughs> yeah because we've got a lot of 17 and 1800s with yosemite sam. yeah uh one of the big questions i came away from that um was fishing when you're reeling, reel up or reel down on the rod? What do you mean? Well, you know, when you're fishing, the reel, do you have the reel on top of the pole or on the bottom of the pole? I think because it's normally on top and you reel it forwards. Yeah, because like, uh, Daffy, like Daffy had it on top. But, you know, I don't know, just, I think, reel underneath the pole. Yeah, I don't know. Big I question. Think, think you can have it different ways, but I, I feel like it's... Yeah, I don't know. I think it's if you've got just a reel yeah. on the bottom, if you've got a reel and then like a an eyelet, a bracket, yeah. that, so a bracket goes changer. underneath, yeah. but the reel on top. If any of our listeners uh, are keen fishers, uh, and you know the answer to this question, can you please get in touch and let us know? It's going to bug me. Yeah, but it also might be something that's changed drastically over time because they're, they're Maybe more complicated. Maybe it depends on the type of they're, fishing. They're more complex objects now, aren't they? Yeah. You know who I think would know? A fisherman. All right. If there are any fishermen listening, do do tell us. Yeah, it'd be, I, I'm, I'd really like to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah genuinely, we're, we're not like joking. 
tell us. Yeah. Because that's going to bug me now. Yeah. Yeah, that's him for the episode now. It's just all going to be oh, like, okay. every, we'll watch another cartoon in a minute yeah. and Cal will just top? be like, real below. Yeah, but is the real on top? Or is, or it, or is it below? What we're doing here? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that doesn't really, yeah, the episode didn't really answer much. I mean, it's, I was pretty convinced early on that it was, yeah, very much, this is a cover for all the other stuff we're going to have to do. We're going to yeah. have to make some films. Yeah. So it's proper. So let's let's get him done. But yeah, Yosemite Sam's involvement kind of odd. Beyond that, didn't really. No major questions. No major other questions. than the fishing reel. Um, yeah. So I think we should probably just soldier on. Crack on. I mean, the the good thing is, is we've got some more Daffy next. Yeah, it's straight up with some Daffy, some Porky Pig, and the Shropshire Slasher. That's really hard. It's, to it's say. not an easy Shropshire one. Shropshire Slasher. Like, who decided that that was the name of a thing? Yeah, Shropshire I, Slasher. Yeah, I mean, Shropshire Slasher. Is the Shropshire Slasher a thing, or is it only a thing here? I think we'll have to find out. There's a lot of slashes about. That's the trouble. That's true. Yeah, a lot of slashes, a lot of rippers. Yeah, and a lot of like. They get about. Yorkshire Stranglers. Like, yeah, so, Stranglers. There's a lot yeah, of Stranglers. A lot of Stranglers. And they're, they're normally given the, the, the name of the area that they're from. Yeah. So maybe we're going to be in a in Old Blighty. Uh, well, I mean, I definitely think it's going to be a, um, Sherlock Holmes a bit. Oh, yeah, I didn't even see the title of it. Yeah. It's called Deduce, you say. Uh, and it's a Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, and Shropshire... Uh, Shropshire... <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Shropshire Slasher Nailed number it. from September 29th, 1956. You need more mulled wine. I need either much more or much less mulled wine. You can't have less. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess, <laughs> I guess we're up in the dose. Let's watch a cartoon. Okay, so this one like, could prove kind of problematic uh, mm. or just feel like a bit of a cop-out. I'm going to try not to try not to fall out. back on what we just said, basically. Okay. Yep. Because I don't want that to become something we can just fall back on constantly. I want no. to still be trying to glean as much information from these cartoons as possible about what's going on. So Daffy and Porky are... Uh, Essentially, Sherlock and Watson, respectively. Yep. Doorlock, yep. I believe, is his name. And Watkins. And Watkins. Yep. Um, Shropshire and- Slasher. His name is Shropshire Slasher. Yeah. And his occupation is Shropshire Slasher. Yeah. and that's, that's his job. He's getting paid for that. Yeah, basically, it's them just trying to get the Shropshire... I can't do it. <laughs> Shropshire the Slasher. Slasher. I'm just going to call him the Slasher. Back to prison because he's yeah. escaped and he sent them a note saying he's going to start <laughs> slashing people. <laughs> he's going to slash in his innocent people again. Yeah, because he's been to prison yeah. and he's escaped or he's let out. I don't know which. Yeah, and he sent a note to Dorlock Holmes. Yeah, to to Holmes to go ah, come get me. Uh, so, I mean, pretty much the entirety of the episode is they go to a bar. Yeah, they find the dude. It's the Hen- Henry the Eighth's Fifth. Yeah, it's a good name for which a pub. I love as a name yeah. as a name for pub. Uh, but they go they go to the pub. They find the slasher. Uh, yeah. Keep trying to bring him in, but he pummels Daffy and over and over again. Yeah. And Watkins just says, "Can you just talk him into Could it? Could you just go back to prison, please?" Yeah, and he's like, "Yeah, all right, I want to do what's right." But then uh, his mother turns up selling Daisies. flowers at the door. Yeah, without a license. Without a license. <laughs> but very I think important. that's just very Daffy important. trying to bring anyone in. Yeah, he sees uh, the slasher sees this, pummels Daffy one last time. Uh, and then leaves with his mother, but he says he's going to turn himself in, and she says he was always a good boy. That's Boom. pretty much the whole thing. Uh, well, I think the setting here is going to be 
what we get the most from. So uh, I've I've got an idea, right? We know that this is modern day Daffy because one, Daffy didn't enter society um, till sort of like the late thirties, early forties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know nothing can be set before them with Daffy in it. Uh, we know it's later Daffy, post World War Two Daffy, because his beak comes off. Yeah, so, so he's got a prosthetic beak. So he, so had his, know, he had his, he had his most of his body blown so away. We can only really assume that war. it's post Second World War. So I actually think it fits in perfectly with the timeline. I don't think we're looking back in time. Well, I think because there's a lot of humans from there our are. world. Yeah, from our world because they're green. Yeah, like yeah. we've we saw it with Goebbels and Goering. I can't did, remember. yeah. This, One of them turned green yeah. having spent too much time in the Tooniverse. W- so, so we've seen that sort of thing before. What I think we have here is um, sort of the agency trying to make money. Um, so I think we've got a, a theme park, a sort of Victorian-like era that people can go and uh, take part in. Um, a bit like the uh, old uh, Egghead experience. Yeah, but for people from our world. So yes. they can actually pay to go. Um, and spend time in Sherlock Holmes time. Well, we've definitely had stuff like that before. We have. We've definitely had it with the sort of film noir yeah. stuff. So um, that's what I think we've got here. I think this is the um, the agency or one of the studios trying to actually um, make money because it, it's possible that like during the 50s at this sort of time, maybe the cinema wasn't actually doing so well. So what they were doing is they what, were... in the Tooniverse? Uh, well, Tooniverse and maybe our world, maybe they were actually giving people going, look... We can give you an experience. We can give you a 4D experience. Because, like, when did 3D start being a I was going to say, because a long, long time, like the Victorian era. Yeah. So um, all I'm thinking is, they went, screw 3D. No, fancy glasses. No, I need, need glasses. Get in that portal, pal. Well, also, I think, because, you know, here, when they're trying to push 3D films at the cinema, and it comes in waves, then it just goes away. Yeah. Like, right now, yeah, yeah. it's not, we're back to, everything's just showing normally again. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not currently, but yeah. Well, no, obviously not <laughs> right now, but, you know, uh, we had a bit, we had our... We had a stint. We had our, our, once, a, our once a decade swathe of, come on, let's, let's do, 3D. do 3D. It's yeah. like, nah, let's not, you're good. Yeah. Um, and you know now everything's sort of, sort of back to normal again. So uh, what I'm thinking is they were doing let's do uh, TD, which is Tooniverse Dimension, Tooniverse Dimension, yeah. Tooniversal Dimension. Yeah. So I think they were doing that, but like you can't have people playing the main characters in a film because they're shit. Like in all fairness, like if if, if I went into uh, um, like an action movie. And I was the main character. Happy crap at it. I yeah, really would be. It's like but it's like playing... Secret Cinema, right? Yeah. You go to Secret Cinema. You're not playing the you main dre- character. You all dress up, but like I went to the Blade Runner one. Yeah. You're not deckered. No, because that's like, ridiculous. Because just... guess what? You're not. You're not deckered. Yeah. But you can be a set dressing. A, yeah. Like you can be somebody else, which is what the humans were in this. The humans were all patrons in the bar. Or one of them had a part that he could play, which was falling over the step. Do you think some of them then just have become like addicted to this and go and do it all the time. That's Possibly. why they're green. Yeah. So that, that's that that that's what I think we were watching there. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Um, and it's it does fit with, like it's a, a it's a reasonably natural combination of a few things we've had before because uh, we definitely had probably about probably about ten years previous. Yeah. We definitely had um celebrities holidaying in the Tooniverse yes because Humphrey Bogart was there uh Peter Laurie spent a lot of time there yeah yeah uh, because he was one of the first uh ones we saw start to go uh a bit a bit weird in the Tooniverse um so we definitely have that 
and we have the experiences and like just the assets from those yeah. like alone must just still exist somewhere yeah, yeah, so definitely. maybe they've been reappropriated as holiday experiences well, that's, that, that, that's what i think's going on i think it's i think it's a way to either sort of like bolster um sort of like cinema like kind of cinema numbers um or possibly a way for the agency to start bringing in uh, revenue to start funding some of the missions that they're going to have to send uh, our beloved characters on yeah so the other thing then here is like we've got some really principal characters being involved in this. Mm. Now we're pretty sure Daffy was Daffy. Yes, because he's, he's Porky could have been anyone. Porky though. could have been any- no stutter, no stutter, a mustache, a mustache. We've never seen Porky <laughs> able to manifest any facial no. hair at all. It could be false, but with unlikely. No, but with no, um, with no stutter. Yeah, I think this is possibly one of the many, many Porky replicas that um, that inhabited Porkytopia. But- Back that's, in those days, that's a really easy thing to do. So you've got lot, you've got a load of porkies you can actually use, and to be honest, you've probably got a lot of um, robotic daffy parts that you could cobble together. Yeah, like animatronically, to, like, or someone yeah. can just pilot it. To, uh, and I and think, we've seen that done as well we with have. Melissa Duck. Yeah. So I think I think we're going to start seeing more of these sort of um, cinema experiences. Uh, or cinema experiences, if you will, yeah, um, involving some of the principal characters. But I think a lot of it is going to be uh, Porky and Daffy because they're the ones that they can get a lot reliably of, use, but not actually have to involve Porky and Daffy. They're also the ones that were the stars of lots and lots of cartoons early on, mm. and at the moment aren't so much. Yeah, um, and Porky, we know they've well, we know they've lost at least one Porky to the ether, Porky yeah. the third. Yeah. Because he's lying low. But uh, Porky the Fourth, you know, we don't really know necessarily what he's up to. I mean, yeah, it kind of works for me. And I think it it answers a lot of questions without us just automatically having to fall back on the, oh, this is one of their pre-recorded things, because that that doesn't explain the humans. Yeah. Whereas this theory does explain why the humans well, what, are there. What this also does is like, you know, it just means, yeah, if bugs is off on a mission, or you're saying Sam's off on a mission, and Porky and Daffy aren't needed, they can carry on doing this yeah. bit, but they're both very easy to swap out. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with that. There you go. Done. That's a tick. <laughs> it's a tick. Good. <laughs> I, hope we, I hope we get one this episode. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, okay, so uh, last one for today then. Um, now, this has an elf in it, which I feel is not <laughs> going to be... Christmassy. It's quite Christmassy, so, uh, I mean, hopefully... Shoemaker, though. This is going to be the Shoemaker story, isn't it? Oh, here it is, yeah. I didn't see that. Oh, well. Uh, so this is an Elmer Fudd and Sylvester now, but that's not a, cl- that's not a classic combo. No, that's it's a, not. That, those, are the, those are two worlds that were only recently married together mm. uh, when Elmer became Sylvester's uh, financial advisor. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah, I also got the impression, uh, just on this, uh, you know, this whole premise we're on for this episode, Yeah. Elmer, I don't think, is on set for any of these things very often. I think he's got other shit doing. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't think Elmer... Uh, is like operates in an like an agent capacity very often. No, he's money. Yeah, because you know we know he's done pretty well. Because that's why everybody else had scripts and stuff uh, on set yes. in that first one. Elmer, it's just like right, Elmer. What we need you to do in this bit is just do that. And he looks like I me. Mean, he's Elmer Fudd. He looks formless <laughs> anyway. But he's like looking up at the tree, going, "Yeah." So I saw on that episode they had to get Duffy in just to make a thing work. Yeah, but I just like get Elmer in. Just so he's 
Yeah. He's technically there. Yeah, yeah. He's Point got an him alib- in a direction. Give him a gun. He'll you do just something. alibi Elmer, and then you yeah. go right. Go back to managing Sylvester's millions. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those worlds were only married recently when Elmer became Sylvester's financial advisor. Yeah. Because Elmer's reasonably shrewd businessman, uh, despite like, his other failings. Despite, yeah. yeah. And uh, Sylvester has the money, but. I wouldn't have thought would be a shrewd businessman. No. So we'll see how he this one's source. panning out. This is an Elmer Fudd, Sylvester, Shoemaker and Elf number called Yankee Dude It uh, from October 13th, 1956. Okay, this wound up pretty juicy it did now it very conspiracy theory-esque though because like right at the right at the start like just after we pressed uh press stop and we started actually watching uh we noticed that this is apparently co-produced by the sloan foundation yeah so that's like a i mean i think it was like it, it gave a lot of grants i think mostly for education and economics yeah but it was alfred P. Sloan, who was the CEO of General Motors, yeah, uh, you know, during during their sort of meteoric yeah, rise, yeah. Um, and uh, in this episode, Elmer, who quite recently, in universal terms, yes. yeah, yeah, uh, was, last year. was bashing out his good economic advice again, yeah, um, and I just have a feeling that Elmer's spent some time in this world with. The Sloans. I think he must have. Alfred I mean, and Harold. The, the thing is, like, he's, he's obviously... He's either part of the Sloan Foundation somehow, or he's managed to convince them to help co-produce this, which well, is an interesting thing for them to do. So, I mean, the interesting thing to me is that... Like, because Elmer has actually, like you said, but despite his other flaws, yeah. demonstrated some business sense yeah. from quite an early stage yeah yeah like even even as soon as he uh he his egg hat his egghead hatched yeah like he was already sort of finding ways to leverage the experiences he uh, was yeah that he'd had before um to his own ends yeah uh and then we've seen him even when we're not entirely sure how he's made his money we've always seen him he's in, always like, done the lap pretty of well for himself funny and he doesn't ever seem to have that fall that everybody every other character has no. when they get rich and they're, they're rich for two episodes and, and then yeah then tank it whereas elmer just quietly seems to be getting on with stuff in the background well, and i, I think, think he's got a lot of pies well I think or fingers yeah well, I mean, more fingers, more pies, eh? More fingers, more pies. As long as the pies are very close together. Yeah, yeah. Or so your fingers are very long. <laughs> Mr. Tickle-like. Mr. Tickle. <laughs> Mr. Tickle didn't have just, like, long tendril fingers. He, he had off. long tendril arms. He wasn't, he wasn't like, he wasn't the normal <laughs> length arms and just tendriling off from Maybe the Maybe he had both. Yeah. Long arms, long fingers. I don't know, like... I'm trying to really, 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 work out which aesthetically upsets me more. The idea of really long arms and really long fingers. <laughs> or just normal arms and really long fingers <laughs> you're just off doing whatever with. Uh, it's the second one, isn't it? It's the second it's one, horrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is. But yeah, I thought it's like for a long time, Elmer has been uh, demonstrating some significant business sense. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if he learnt a thing or two from Alfred P. Sloan. Um, I, think, I, I think very much so. I mean... It almost seems like um, the Sloan Foundation are almost kind of funding Elmer to maybe start a similar sort of foundation in the Tooniverse. 
Sort of, maybe, but I also think it's a way for Elmer to invest because he's never investing his own money in the Tooniverse. But no, he's got <laughs> that's silly. He's got Sylvester's money. <laughs> yeah, and in this episode, even we'll I'll go into detail on the episode shortly. Yeah, but, but that's like, kind of a background thing to but, what we've actually got. But there's, but Elmer even talks about it. it's like, no, no, no. What you do is you need to if you've got a business when all the all the assets are old. Yeah, what you've got to do is you've got to get. Some people to invest their savings in your yeah, business. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's interesting. Get convince people to invest their savings, and it's really interesting because the um, so I think there's a sort of exchange going on. I think there's there's like Alfred Sloan, yeah, who wants to branch out his uh, his economic education, yeah, into the Tooniverse, yeah, and that seemed to be what Elmer was doing in this episode, yeah, yeah. And also to the cats in... That was when we first saw him doing this sort of thing, with the wasn't pamphlets it? and yeah. But in exchange, Elmer's going to be able to, you know, invest in our world and we'll have some crossover. But for a long time, we've been pretty convinced from the very early days when we sort of came up with the agency and that organisation yeah, uh, and that sort of uh, Doctor Strangelove-esque big round table... Yeah. We've always been pretty sure who the Tooniverse people who sat on it yeah, were, because yeah. it's the principal sort of pantheon of Loon Tunes characters yeah. and Santa, <laughs> obviously the, the giant one, lobster. The, the giant lobster. <laughs> but uh, in terms of who sits on that council from our side, we've always been pretty hazy outside of the four Warner Brothers. Alfred P. Sloan, Alfred P. Sloan head of General Motors, is, is definitely on that council. Yeah, of course he and is. And it's nice to we're, we're, we're actually getting some building this pandemic. I, I feel like, I feel like there should be twelve on it at any given time. Because why not? Because that feels right, doesn't yeah. it? Feels, feels like, like a good, like a number. good number. Six and six. Yeah. So I mean, at this point, I think like that, that's almost full. We need one more. We need one more yeah. person sitting on that council from our from our universe, and we're we're probably we're probably full up. But yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. you've got lots of people who disseminate below them, but like that's that's our of twelve course. key principal players. Yeah, and I think they swap the out 12th? like over time. Who's the twelfth? Who's the twelfth? But we'll find out. Sure, we will. I'm sure we will. I'm sure we'll find out, or maybe we'll decide next week arbitrarily. <laughs> uh, you know, during a roundup. Yeah, where, where, yeah, we, where, just we, where we try and make everything work. It was that one, obviously. But Spider Man, like that. This is a big deal for me. This is a big, uh, big, like very definite connection to our world. Yeah. The rest of the episode has some interesting stuff as well, though. Yeah. Because, basically, it's the, the Elf and the Shoemaker uh, is the sort of setup for it, but it's yeah. not, really the, st- That's, it's not well, really the story. It's That has happened, but about 140 years ago. Yeah. So, uh, Elmer's, like, doing roll call on a load of elves. Yeah, he's, he's an the elf king now. of the elves. He's, I don't think he is an elf. Because, no, of course he's not. No antenna. Well, he's got no antenna. He's got no antenna. These <laughs> elves have antenna, for yeah. whatever reason. And it makes them look a lot like the Martian baby. A lot like them. Um, in, I can't remember what that episode was called, but it, it was which with might Martha have been a dream, and, but we are pretty sure, yeah. you know, something actually happened. So I think elves and Martians, pretty, yeah. pretty solidly linked. But also, uh, every time the shoemaker said Jehoshaphat, yeah. uh, the elf uh, starts to, to turn into a mouse. mouse. Um which <laughs> complicates our mouse situation even more because mice are already baby elephants. Yeah, but I don't think all mice are 
elves that have transformed into mice. But some might be. But some might be, but then not all mice would turn into elephants. You can turn them back by saying Rumpelstiltskin. Yes. But I reckon if they grow up into elephants, that's I, over. See, I don't think they do. I don't, I don't think elves that turn into mice grow to be elephants. Interesting. What makes you say that? Because I, I don't know. Like I said that as if... <laughs> and like it is. It is a fact. Mice are baby elephants in yes. this universe. But I just, I just caught myself there. I was just uh, like, what makes you say that... Not all, not, what, what makes you say, you mad bastard, <laughs> that, that, that elves that have turned into mice don't grow up to be elephants? What makes you say that? Because it's, it, to me, it doesn't seem like they're turning into the baby version of something because they are adults already. They're quite different looking mice as well. They they're are quite so sort of slender. Like. So I, I would think if because because they are adult elves, yeah, they they would if they were if they were ever going to turn into they just thing, they would turn into, into an elephant. elephant. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can see that. So I think they're turning into mice because that's just what that word does. They turn into something that looks like a mouse. Yes, but they're not a mouse. No. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I, I, can, I can get on board with that. It, it, it stops us overcomplicating the already... Yeah, the, overcomplicating. Alre- the, the already occasionally irritating mice and baby elephants ordeal. Bit, yeah. Um, now, there's a... But there's a... Yeah, there's a few things knocking about in this whole thing. The Yeah, the Martian elf link we need to explore. But also, why is Elmer small? Why is he small? Why is he small? Why has he got pointy ears? And why is he the king of the elves? Well, I don't How did know. That happen? Yeah, but I think at some point he's just popped up and decided, or maybe they don't see the king of the elves very often because he was he was surprised to discover that the sh- that these elves, a load of elves, were absent at roll call. Yeah, he was surprised to find that out. He was surprised. Yeah, and it's been going on for 150 years. Yeah, so <clears throat> that that was odd. That it, I mean, maybe they only do roll call once every. I was going to say years. last last roll call, he wasn't king of the elves. No. No, definitely not. So at some point, he's either become king of the elves, or he's just popped in and had a bash. Decided it. he is. Yeah, well, possibly. How do you get to, so shrink ray? Yeah, he's. Have we have we had a shrink ray? The Martians must have had a shrink. I was going to say. I they, think. I think Marvin's probably had one because I feel like I feel like there must have been a shrink ray, and that's the only place. It's very very unlikely that there hasn't been one. Yeah, it would either be that. It would either be a Martian thing or a mad scientist thing. So yeah. it's either Marvin the Martian or Peter Laurie. But even even if we haven't seen them before, we know they end up in the Tooniverse. So it is possible that the first time they're seen in the Tooniverse isn't necessarily the invention it's of. So true. they could still exist now. Well, we know they become at least reasonably ubiquitous in the Tooniverse because yeah. there's an Acme version, at least. Yeah. So I'm sure. I'm sure there must be an yeah. Acme shrink ray at some point. Of course the bloody is. So, yeah. So I think Helm has just popped in and just filled the role of King of the Elves because I think after Why? 150 years, they just probably turn up because they have to. Yeah. And whoever just turns up wearing a crown in elf garb and sits on the throne and just starts taking roll call, they just go, they go oh, it's obviously the king. He's, no. he's, he's ca- the king now. He's catch me if you canning it. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's, we did vote. I'm guessing enough of us voted for him. No. You don't vote for king. Do you not? <laughs> no. Don't know how it works. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's definitely in charge. He's got the ears. They're reasonably convincing. Yeah, but they're also easily forgeable. Yeah, also he works in show business. What he doesn't have is antenna. Yeah. The question is, do we think all the elves are Martians? I, I think And do they... we think they've been exist like, or, or do we think they've always been Martians? Well, I think that elves are the same. Oh, you always got it. I'm, I'm going to stop talking. Go. Right, uh, so... <laughs> 
because it would explain why they don't know that he's not king. Right. All the elves have been swapped out for tiny Martians as well. Some part of some sort of invasion scheme. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like this. And so when the king of the elves turns up, they just go along with whatever he's fucking doing. Yeah. Because they're just like, well, we don't know. Because <laughs> we don't know. Because they've all been replaced what? with tiny Martians. Ah, oh, we, we didn't really take a close look at the ones that have been gone for 140 years. Did they all? They must have all had antennas. No, we didn't. But they all turned into mice pretty quick. They did, we didn't see it happen. But we saw the a mouse turned up basically to the shoemaker to say that the king has decreed that he wants all his elves back. Basically, so do Martians turn into mice if you say Jehoshaphat? Because if they're all Martians, yeah. do Martians turn into mice? Maybe and elves don't. That explains, because yeah. also you said the shopkeeper's had these elves for 104 years and he clearly says Jehoshaphat a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so why has that never happened? Because they were elves up until very recently. There we go. Yeah. So Martians turn into mice. They've replaced the elves. Which, explain, which explains elves. why uh, those mice don't grow up into baby elephants, because those aren't human earth mice. Yeah. They're Martian they're mice. They're Martian mice. They're thinner, they're taller. Okay, perfect, done. Last thing. Dick. Elmer it's does not, have that ability. The There's one more thing after what you've got. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Elmer does have the ability to turn into that little wisp thing like the rest he of the He also does do. have the ability to turn into a mouse because he did it right at the end of the episode. Yeah. So something's going on. Is that a product n- not of being a Martian or an elf, but of be- having been shrunk with a shrink ray? Possibly. Does the shrink ray do a lot of stuff? I mean, it's possible that during the invasion, Elmer stumbled across it whilst delivering some sort of lecture, got zapped with the shrink ray because all of those little Martian elves were a lot smaller than the baby Martian themselves. So I think what's happened is he's went along to deliver the lecture, not realising that the the room he's walked in was the invasion room rather than the lecture room for economics. Uh, he's Which been famous. They're, they're always next to each of other. Of course they are. Shrinking they're, they're, room. Well, well, it's it's the invi- the, the shrinking room and the economic hall. growth room. Yeah, exactly. He was at, he was at a conference and he walked into the wrong room. Started delivering the lecture. Somebody came in. Pew 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 pew. Uh, turns everyone into um, elf sized things just using the shrink ray, and then he got zapped down. And he was just like, "Well, I'll be the king then." Well, I think he needed, but, but I, I, I wonder if it was more intentional than that. I wonder if he intended to be the king. Possibly, because I don't know he doesn't seem confused and out of place. He definitely wants no, a certain it, thing. It is, it is Alma. I think he just kind of goes along with these things. I, he just wants a tiny workforce. Possibly, yeah. Well, so, so, so the last thing I had was uh, the shoemaker. He's over one hundred and forty years old. Yeah, no aging at all. But then again, if everyone's been replaced, maybe it is a different dude. I mean, because the thing is, is we don't know. We all we know is that he is the head of the Elf Shoe Company. Yeah, but that's, also, that's all we know. So, so it could exactly. have actually just been a hereditary thing. Could have just been yeah, his just... dad did it and his granddad did it. Exactly. As everyone has been replaced, there's nothing to say that that man was yeah. the same shoemaker from years ago. Because yeah, if no. all the elves have been replaced, and coincidentally, so is the king. Yeah. It it because that's it. I mean, it, it it seems it seems unlikely that this guy's probably existed for 140 years, got to know these elves, and not realised that they've been replaced by Martians. Yeah, I think they've very recently been replaced by Martians. It's pretty convincing though. They're very small, and the antenna are very wispy. They are very wispy. Like, even it, when we're zoomed right in on them. 
Yeah. Like, it's just a line. And he does seem more concerned about losing his workforce than he is. Because I don't think he get Because he's on the phone. He's on the on the blow to someone going, ah, yeah, I don't have to pay them or out. And he's loving it. Yeah, because Elmer... So he probably hasn't noticed whether they've got faces or not. Elmer teaches him about the joys of capitalism. Yeah. And he seems in for that as well, and he's in for it, and mm. his his business is booming. Yeah, I, so. I mean, he, he seemed a bit annoyed about it at the start when Elmer said, "Oh, you invest other people's money, uh, and then you you reduce basically the the cost of the product, and you get profit." And he's like, "Oh, well, and I get to keep all the profit." And I was like, "Ah, no, 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 no." You pay dividends out to your investors, and then you invest that profit into getting paid. And he's like, "No, oh, what?" So he he was kind of all expecting to get the full profit, but he ended up growing his profit, and he's doing quite well at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, like he was, he was very happy with it in the end. This he is was. Very, it's very very pro capitalism now. Mm. This Tooniverse, which compared to when we first started in the late thirties, yeah, where it was really socialist, it's it's changed a lot it since really we started has, out. Yeah. It's full full on capitalist now. Super capitalist. What was interesting was uh, Sylvester's part in all of this as well, actually, uh, because. It seems like he was trying to stake out this uh, this possibility of a mouse invasion because he seemed quite interested that these things could turn into mice. And I think he quite quickly realised that they weren't the bad type of mice. Yeah, Because he, he was kind of just there as a background character. Well, as soon as it turned back into a Martian, he was just sort of like, oh, well. He was like, well, yeah. And that was the end of Sylvester's involvement in the episode as well. He, he was in right at the very, very end yeah. when Elmer turned into a mouse... Um, but then he he turned himself back into Elmer. So that's the other thing. So Elmer's small still. Elmer's still small. So I think the uh, turning into a mouse or mouse-like creature yeah. is a side effect of the shrink ray. I think so. Not well. a Martian situation. Yeah. I think maybe the shrink ray hasn't been perfected enough that it just it turns you into a small creature. Yeah. You can, or, you can hold your elf form, but it's unstable. Yeah. You may, you may t- depending on what word is said you may turn into other small creatures. That's probably written on the side as a warning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's got a little, if like kind of a obtuse yeah. uh, symbol in a triangle. Yeah. And then a lot of very tiny print. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, if you may, get, may contain side effects. If you, get, if you get turned into a mouse, run it under cold water immediately and, yeah. and call the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't induce vomiting. Yeah, do not induce vomiting. <laughs> Because you don't want your full-size dinner coming out of your <laughs> mouse, mouse face. <laughs> mouse-size body. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> so I think that's a good place to leave it. So Elmer's, like, because that, cause that's where we'll be leaving it for the season other than wherever Christmas nonsense It's very Christmassy way to leave it, though. But like, Elmer's an elf. For the roundup next next week, we're leaving it in a position where, yeah, Elmer's, Elmer's been shrunk. Yeah. Uh, there's a secret if tiny Martian invasion going on yeah Uh, and capitalism is rife Elmer's the head of it and uh, the Sloan Foundation is definitely one of the driving forces on the agency we've got a lot to talk about next week (sighs) yeah and it's mainly to do with business so that's uh, just this episode we've still got a whole year's worth of crap to talk about to talk about what a hellish life we lead uh so I think that's uh, I think that's us for uh, this week. Uh, we'll be back in next week with our sort of uh, annual recap situation. My advice is if you are going to listen to next week's episode, and you should, um, 
get a few bottles of mulled wine and tuck into it immediately. Yeah, just as soon as we start talking, get that mull in your mouth because we will. It gets you in the right mindset to do this sort of investigative work. It's helped us. (laughs) No end. so thank you so much for listening it's always nice to know we're not on this journey alone uh, if you think we've missed anything or you have any ideas or theories or queries then uh do get in touch uh on twitter at tsj community that's the one um otherwise we'll catch you next week as ever we're going to leave you with a song and this is a very business heavy episode business. Uh, so reckon we'll rock with some tribe called quest show business it's a brilliant song it's a, it's a good song and it covers both re- it says the word business a lot yeah and, and show. covers the show business which we covered very briefly in the least consequential <laughs> episode of this episode uh so yeah thanks for listening catch you all next week for the uh annual roundup bye let me tell you about the snakes the fakes the lies the highs and all of these industry shingdings will you see the pretty girls in the high animated world take a for a rapper with all the dough if you take a shit, they want to know And if you're gonna fall, they won't be around, y'all So you still wanna do the show business And you think that you got what it takes I mean, you really gotta rap and be all that And prepare yourself for the breaks, check it out Do you wanna be in the business? The business The ups and downs with the hoes The business Getting front and on at shows The business People gotta stick their nose it's the business Yo, I gotta speak on the cesspool it's the rap industry and it ain't that cool Only if you're on stage or if you're speaking to your people Ain't no one you're equal, especially on the industry side Don't let the games just glide right through your fingers You gotta know the deal, so Lord Jamal speak Because we're giving you the business and putting on a show You're a million dollar man that ain't got no dough But you gotta hope, tickets backstage to a show Sedated, and at that fact they later Time passing your ass say where's my loot The reply is a kick in the ass from a leg in a boot All you wanna do is taste the fruit But in the back to make a fruit juice You ask for slack and wanna get cut loose From the label not able Cause you sign at the table for a pretty cash advance Now they got a song and dance that you didn't recoup More soup with your meal Cause this is the real when you get a record deal And I say Oh shucks Look what the cat hauled in, it's Fife Dog from a drop called Quest Let me begin like Chuck D I got so much trouble on my mind About these no-talent artists getting signed They can't rhyme And if that ain't bad, you got bootleggers going out like suckers Motherfuckers, feel it's time that I let loose the lion And if not that, then I'll commence the head flying Seems you're 91, everybody wanna rhyme And then you go and sell my tape for only $5.99 Please nigga, I've worked too hard for this No more will I take the booty end of the stick Bogus brothers making albums when they know they can't hack it Cause they lyrics display like eight ball jackets Now tell me I can't tear it up Go get yourself some toilet paper cause your lyrics is butt Do you wanna be in the business? The people can't walk straight line In the the business Brothers can't rhyme In the the business Hey yo I'm trying to get mine the, the party scene is cool, but then again, it's all the same. You see the same faces, but at different places. When you're up and riding high, everything is palsy palsy. Get a million pounds and all the skins give you hugs. Well, that's cool, I can dig it. It really ain't my bad, prefer the max on the side. I let my pants sag. Oh, he's a cutie. Yeah, real cute, but I wasn't that cute when I didn't have no loot. Although I hit a pound of herbs, I'm still nice with the verbs. So fuck what you heard. The born cipher cipher master makes me think much faster. But critics still continue to plaster my name and discredit my fame. All that shit is game. And I don't really give a damn. Eat from the tree of life and throw away the verbal ham. Oh, wow. Well, excuse me.
excuse me, I gotta add my two cents in, don't be alarmed, the rhyme was condensed in a matter of minutes, so it must be told, all that glitter's not gold, everybody wants a deal, help me make a demo, see my name in bright lights, ride around in a limo, my mom's keeps beefing, boy get a job, but I wanna make jams, damn I know I'll slam, huh, well it's not that easy, you gotta get a label that's willing and able to market and promote, and you better hope, for what? That the product is dope. Take it for diamond. It's like mountain climbing. When it comes to rhyming, you gotta put your timing. Get a good lawyer so problems won't pile. You don't wanna make a pitch that's wild. Yeah. 